Mez Hashem, we are learning Baruchas Daf Yud Ches Amud Aleph. We pick up from Yud Zayin Amud Beis on the bottom by the Gemara, four lines on the bottom. And let's just review what we learned in the Mishnah, so we can get the flow of the Gemara's question. We learned in the Mishnah that the person has Misha Meisay Mutul Fanov, person who has a relative who is, has passed on, not alive. And the Mishnah uses a lotion is Mutul Fanov. The Mace is in front of you. The person now physically is in front of you. That's our understanding. Now the relative, we said, is potter from Tfilov, Tfilin, and all the mitzvahs of the Torah. Now the Gemara is going to be Dayik, specifically in the Lashon of Mutulufanov. Says the Gemara, Mutulufanov in, Shein Mutulufanov loy. When is the person exempt from all the mitzvahs of the Torah? That's if the person is directly in front of the mace. With the, that's that connotation. Mutulufanov, the mace is in front of you. That's when you're exempt. But it's not if you're not in front of the mace, so then the connotation is you're chayiv now. So what would that mean? Let's say you leave the room. Is the, is the mace in front of you? No. So then you'd be chayiv and shema and tefillah, tefillah, and all the mitzvah of the Torah. But we're going to see that's incorrect. Okay, but that's the original <coughs> diuk. Urmini, that's a contradiction now. Bryce says, Now let's try to pick up where's the contradiction in this following Bryce. The person whose relative is lying, not, not alive in front of him. He eats in a different room. If he doesn't have a different room or a house to eat in, he eats in his friend's house. He doesn't have a friend's house to go eat in. Okay. He makes a mechitza of ten fachim high to separate between him and the mace. And he eats right there. What happens if he doesn't have anything to make a mechitza out of? No partition. He turns his face around from the mace and he eats. He doesn't lean on his left side like we do on Pesach, it's still in this generation. He does not mace He does not eat meat. And he does not drink wine. And he does not make the bracha on the Hamoitzi. Okay. He does not bench. Furthermore, that they, other people, should not make a bracha for him, to be mighty him. And they're not mitzarif him to a zimun of the benching. And this individual is exempt from all the mitzvahs of the Torah. Now, we're going to continue with the b'risa. But we hopefully picked up where the steer is. Okay? When we come back to it, we'll clarify in a second. But Shabbos, he's massive. On Shabbos, he leans. And he eats meat and he drinks wine. And he makes a bracha of ha-maitzi. And on Shabbos, he benches after he had a maitzi. And others can be maitzi as well. His obligation. <coughs> if he doesn't want to make himself. I'm sorry? This is Shabbos now. Right. So, so, Shabbos so, well, probably not. 
Shab is no avelus. No yeah, we're not going to say it's in front of the mace. Yeah, so we're going to pick up. We're going to clarify what was the stira. Okay, what was the contradiction? So we finished with the first year of the Yeah, but the is still continues. Okay. That's what's going on here in the Gemara. The, we, we, we're going to pick up, we're going to clarify what that stira was. V'chayi b'chol mitzvah was v'tayra on Shabbos. The Bryce still continues. Since he's chayiv on those mitzvahs on Shabbos, he's chayiv on all the mitzvahs of Shabbos as well. So, Amr Rabbi Yechudan might be na'il. What's what's the the tanoim? What's the machloekus over here? Because Rabbi Yechudan, I'm sorry, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is saying that he's chayiv on all the mitzvahs. Right before that, we said he's chayiv on specific mitzvahs. So, what's the nafkemina? What's the practical difference between the first Tana and Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? Rabbi Yechudan might be na'il. What's the difference between what they're saying? Halacha Tanashi Shamiti Kibenayu. In regards to having relations, that's the that's the machlekes. That's what the difference is. That Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is saying that on Shabbos there is no concern of dvarim shibetzina of private things as well for the morning to do, and therefore he'd be permitted to have relations. The first time is saying no, private things that is not permissible. A morning process avelos does apply in private. Okay, now. Tanimios, we said in the Braisa, Potemikriashma, Uminatfilo, Uminatfilo, Umikomitsamusvatira. So the Kasha is, what did we say? The person is where? Is the person in the Braisa, is he right in front of the mace? The answer is no. Where is he? He's in a different room. He's in a different room. Right? Because he wanted to go eat and he went to a different room. But what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah says is, it, is making a diuk. A diuk meaning is, is specifying, focusing on this specific word that the mace is right in front of you. So when are you, Potter, says the Mishnah, when the mace is right in front of you? What does the Bryce say? You're not right in front of the mace, and you're still Potter. You hear the Kasha? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how do we reconcile this? So, the Gemara answers, Amra Papa, We're talking about a case. So first of all, we see, by the way, that you have this chiyuv still on you. Okay? So Rapopa says, we're talking about a case that this that it says, that you are not going to do the mitzvahs, when you tur- that's when you turn your face and you're eating. Okay? And therefore, even though you're, ni- you're, you're in the same room, or a different room, rather, you're still chayiv b'chola mitzvahs kefishesh. You're still chayiv all the mitzvahs that the Mishnah spoke about. So here, here's the point, like this. So the first answer is the question was the Mishnah says that if you're right in front of the maze, that's when you're potter. Okay, so when you turn your face away, it's like you're not there anymore. Okay, we're right in the beginning of eighteen A. Yudchesem and Aleph. Okay, Rav Ashi Omar, another answer. Rav Ashi says. Once you are obligated to bury your relative, even if you are not physically in front of your relative, the responsibility is still on you. Where do we see something like this in the parsha? Aaron. Aaron is two sons. Let's go back a little before the Aaron. Let's go before that. Before that. Let's go before that. You're ready. You're ready. Uh, Anybody have something earlier before Aram? Aram. 
There you go. Avravinu. There we go. Avram Sora. Exactly right. We had the parsha, right? So what did it say over there? And that's in fact that's the Gemara brings a pasuk from Avravinu. All right. It's not cheating. You can look at the Gemara. <laughs> okay. And the Gemara says, Shenemar, you find Vayakam Avram Alpine Mesa. Avram got up from Alpine Mesa. Avram got up from in front being in front of Sora. And then the pasuk says, Shenemar Ekbero Mesi Mulfane. And then he's saying that he's going to bury the mace Mulfane. Now was was Sora in front of him? No. She was back over there. When he was talking to Ephron, Sarah wasn't there. Right? In, the, in front of them there at that point. But, but you see, it's Mesa's Mutlufonov. It's as if he has the, he has the responsibility. It's as if the Mesa is, is, is still standing in front of him. And therefore, he's part of the mitzvahs as well. The obligation is in front of you. doesn't mean the physical body of the Mesa is in front of you. The responsibility is still in front of you. Correct. Calls man of the Kaivoy is Kemutul the fun of Dami. As as Dovber just mentioned, that calls man the whole time that the responsibility is on you to bury, it's as if the physical mace is in front of you. Okay? One wants to clarify me, hey Mahapaturim, who are those people who are potter from the mitzvahs because of the mace? Okay, who, who's potter from the mitzvahs? Okay. So the mission says, Mishemesoi Mutulafonov. You see what's going on here? The Gemara is the Gemara's job is is to understand and dissect the Mishnah. And the Gemara interestingly first took the word mutal first. Now it's going back to the previous word that's right before that. Mesoi. And the Gemara wants to clarify who, whose responsibility is it to bury the mace that he's exempt or she's exempt from the mitzvahs. So the Gemara is Medaic, Mesoi. In other words, it's his relative, his mace. In Aval Mishamroi, but if a person is just guarding the mace, he's a Shoimer, what's called the Shoimer of the mace, Loi. That Shoimer is not exempt from the mitzvahs. Okay, that's the Gemara's Diuk. Mesoi in, if it's a person's relative, that person is exempt from mitzvahs, but mishamroi loy. That mishoymer has to do mitzvahs. So, effectively, why? How could you say that the Bryce says a mishamroi is a mace, one who's guarding the mace? Now, what are you guarding the mace from? What are you guarding the mace from? So, normally we tend to think one is a shoymer for the mazikin, these spiritual damages. The Mepharsim explained over here, he's guarding from rodents. As Rashi brings down, and over here by the parish is learning now, that a baby was alive, you don't have to protect the baby from the mace. Oig Melech dies, and then you have to protect the, the massive Oig Melech from the rodents before they eat up his flesh. So now that the person's not alive, you have to be a you have to guard off the rodents. So, I've had Tanya, Mishamah, says the Bryce, the one who's guarding the mace, even though it's not his relative, is because he's oisik b'mitzvah. So the Gemara says, meisoi is meisoi. Even though it's not his meisoi, you see from the Brayso that it's not it's not his. He's a shaymer. He's part of from all these mitzvahs. So answers the Gemara. 
Okay, so each one is coming to tell me a chiddush. Really, a person who is, it's his relative. And even if the relative is not guarding the mace, he's still potter. Because mentally, as we just explained from the previous Gemara, he has this responsibility of taking care of the mace. The shoymer is potter, even if it's not his mace, even if it's not his relative. Because his job now is to make sure the mace doesn't get attacked by the Akbarim, by the rodents. Okay. It's a mitzvah to uh, have a shomer with the um, with the mace. Yes, and then that is the minig today that there's always a shomer by a mace. Yeah. As soon as the mace, there is a mace, the mace is never left in the low, in the, alone in the room. So Gemara answers asks like this now. Gemara asks, "O mishamroi in." So you see from the brisa, I'm oh, sorry, fine. So we say this: mesei o mishamroi in. That uh, a mace, the, the, the relative of the mace and the guardian of the mace, they are potter. However, as tomorrow, one who's walking in the cemetery, loy, that person just walking in the cemetery, that person is not potter from the mitzvahs. I, Vatanya, he says not potter from the mitzvahs. The Bryce says, a person, you're tell, how could you tell me a person who was just walking the cemetery in the basic forest is not exempt from mitzvahs? You see over here, it says, don't walk in the cemetery in the basic forest with tefillin on your head or holding a sevetoyer in your arm. So you see, it has a connotation that he is potter. And if you do have tefillin on your head and walking in the cemetery, or if you do walk around with that save a tire on your arm, you are transgressing the pasuk in Mishlei Yudzayin Hey that says you are teasing the poor. Who's considered the poor here? The mason, the dead. Those who are not alive because they cannot do mitzvahs. So how could you tell me that one who's walking in the cemetery is 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 not a problem? That he, uh. He's not exempt, he just cannot do it at that particular moment. Who do you mean, the mace? No, the, the person who works in, in, in the cemetery. Uh, okay, but the connotation. Is he a potter for the mitzvah that, that he's not? He, well, so the, 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 first we're saying only a mace and a shimer are potter, but one is walking in the cemetery, he's not potter. But then you see over here in the price that says that you should not be wearing your tefillin, so it means that you, should, you would be part from tefillin if you're walking in the cemetery. Because right? those days they wore tefillin the whole time. Okay. So the Gemara answers, Hossam, in the case of the person walking in the cemetery, basic virus, that he's part from the tefillin, it's specifically talking about a case, Toich Arba Amois. That's when he's within four Amois of the mace. That's when he's also from wearing the tefillin. However, beyond, past the, 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 the closeness of being within four hours, he is chayef. The Omar Mar, Eliezer ben Yaakov said in Sait the Dachman Gimel Beis, Mace, Toifis Abra Amos, the Kriyashma, that the area of where the mace is is Dalad Amos. So don't recite Shema in front of the mace within Dalad Amos of the mace. Which I think that was your answer. That was your answer. 
soya is a little more complicated because soya, it's soya you can if you're looking right at it, even if you're more than dollar dollars, you can look at it. We're going to get to the halachas of soya later on in the sechta, right? Or if the or if, or if the odor it comes past the dollar dollars, that's still a problem. Okay. The issue is we're saying he is right now within four amos, so the mace. That's the problem. He's within four amos. Right? So when, when we're saying he's, he's, uh, he's, he's potter from the mitzvah of tefillin or other mitzvahs, that's because he's specifically right in front of the mace. Which normally when you go to a cemetery, that's the issue. Right? The mace are buried there. Obviously it depends if there's an open area, because they haven't buried anyone yet. So it's not a problem to do mitzvahs at that, at that location. Would it be appropriate? Basically your question you're asking is that we're seeing from the Gemara that it seems like the person might have been buried decades ago even, and still he should not be doing mitzvahs right in front of the mace. So the Gemaras are we going to, that we're going to be learning shortly. Today, tomorrow, I'm saying uh, the next the next topic, the next onward, are going to be discussing, do Mason know what's going on? That's basically your question. Okay, so we're going to get into that. Yes. Yeah. Well, it doesn't necessarily, you don't have to necessarily go that there's a connection with the Guf and the Neshama. It could be the Neshama is there also, without the connection to the Guf. You know what I'm saying? You want to suggest maybe there's still a connection. So what I'm saying is that even if there is no connection, but the neshama could still be around there, that we're gonna to have to see. We're gonna to have to. We don't jump ahead now. Okay, let's continue in the gemara. So we answered over here. Hacha chutz arba amos nami pater. In the case of the basic varus, if he's past four amos, he's going to be exempt. So gufa. Let's go back to the brice now. We said above. Hamishamer semei isavu bishein amesa is pater mekriyashma. And we, so we said that one who is Mishamah the mace, he's guarding the mace, he is exempt from um, all the mitzvahs of the Torah. Now, we have a case like this now. If you have two people who are involved with taking care of the mace, so, and it's time for Kriyashma, one recites Kriyashma, and the other one's watching the mace. When the first person finishes, they switch. Sounds good. Now, and they switch off. However, Benazai says no. If this case you're talking about is that when they're on a boat, you place the mace, the person's not alive, in one corner of the boat. And the other two can dive in at the same time in a different corner. So what's the point of contention over here between the Tanakama and and Benazai? What's the difference? So the Gemara asked that question, my Benayhu. What's the difference between the Tanakama and Benazai? Are we concerned that there are rodents on the on the boat? That's the that's the that's the point of contention. Mar sovar The Tanakama holds that on the boat you are chayshesh for mice. And Benazai is of the opinion that you are not chayshish for rodents on the boat. What did you say? There are rats on the boat? Yeah, okay. I, it, it, it seems to me a little interesting point of a machloikis over here, right? I mean, I feel like I'm missing something because the Tanakama would agree as well. If there are no rats in the boat, then the two can say Shema at the same time. But he, he's of the opinion that there are rats in the boat. There are rodents in the boat. 
So therefore, one has to guard, one says Shemat. Let's go weiter. Tanobon, ha-moyluch ad-somois mimokum l'mokoim, ha-reza loy gitneim bediskia. Person who is moving the bones of a mace from one location to another location, don't put those bones in a diskia, which is a leather sack, and then place them on top of the donkey, and ride on top of those bones. Because the person is disgracing the bones, the mace. Then is motor. But the Brisa continues and says, if you're concerned because of maybe listim thieves, then you're permitted to, even though it's a disgrace, but you're doing this for the purpose of the mace. So you want to rebury the mace, right? It's just like we said this by Atzamais, that you shouldn't really sit on the bones, but if you're doing it for the benefit of the bones, so to the same Allah applies by Yisei Which means that by Yisei in other words, let's say, let's say the person is going to, is going to have to travel the Yisei he should not sit on top of the Yisei obviously. Okay, which, I mean, you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's Gemara, I'm going to get to in a second. Uh, there's no concern of, t- of tumor. We're not dealing with a crane over here. We're not, we're not, obviously, the you know, person is going to be tummy, if you will, because he's dealing with a mace, right. but, but it's, not, it's not an issue of a crane over here. Okay. It's, it's nice to see how Kahanim think, you know. <laughs> okay. So the Gemara is like this. Ahayo, which part of the Bryce are we talking about? Which part of the Bryce are we talking about when we say that it's just like the same din by the Sefer Torah as the same din by the Atzomers, by the bones? If you want to say that we're talking about the ratio where one should not ride on the bones, pshita, that's obvious. Is a sevetayra worse than atzamos? Of course you shouldn't be riding on top of the sevetayra. That's what he wants to say. We're talking about the case of the sefer. The chiddush is that there might be a question. You want to travel, and you need for the safety of the Sefer Torah to be sitting on it when it's on, in the sack. Are you allowed to do that? So, for the benefit of the Sefer Torah, we're saying, even though if it wouldn't be necessary, it'd be forbidden to sit on top of the Sefer Torah, on this scenario, when you're doing it for the benefit of the Sefer Torah, just like for the benefit of the bones, you're allowed to do so, so too, for the benefit of the Sefer Torah, you're allowed to ride as well on top of it. Whoever sees a mace and does not escort the mace, a dalit amas, in other words, you see a levaya passing by and you don't go to escort the malava, the mace, one transgresses this pasuk once again in Mishle Yitzayin Hay of Loig Larosh, teasing the poor, here's the poor, it means he doesn't have any mitzvahs. Scheref, I say you, he's, he's uh, um, mocking him. What is the reward, Maschari, if one does escort the, the mace? Amr of Asi, all of the cause of Aymer, Malva Hashem Chaynin Dal, Malva Hashem Chaynin Dal. So a person, Umechavdoi Chaynin Evyo. A person is viewed as if he is escorting Hakodesh Baruch Hu. Wow. If a person escorts a mace, it's viewed as if he is escorting Hakodesh Baruch Hu. And one who is, is, uh, is honors Hashem 
is if it's as if he is choinein es evyon. It's like he's giving to the evyon to the poor. Okay. Now I just wanted before we go further, uh, let's finish see one small more small piece here. Um, yeah, so let's actually mention the tzitzis now. Mention the tzitzis now as as Rabbi Chamil Yosef brought from Cincinnati. When I say from Cincinnati, because those listening, he is in Cincinnati right now. And if you're listening to the recordings and you want to join us live, you could do that as well. Just reach out to me and I'll get you the Zoom link. Now, um, there's a very common, we don't wear tefillin today. I was actually by Rishon Lazalman, let me repeat that. Uh, we don't wear tefillin by Leviah. <laughs> we don't wear tefillin all day. We do wear tefillin today, okay? Put on tefillin, everybody. Besides for Shabbos and Yom Day. Now, um, I was by Rishon Lazalman that sells Leviah. Rishon Lazalman Orbach. And right next to me, right before the getting into the basic virus, into the cemetery, Chaim Pinchas Scheinberg, Zechel Tzadok was walk, walking right next to me. And we all know he wore tefillin the whole entire day. Tefillin also. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, look at a picture. Right. Now, if you don't see the picture with his tefillin on, maybe the picture was from Shabbos. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. No. No, no. So, so he wore tefillin as well. Sitsis? Yeah, we know a hundred pairs of sitsis. But he wore tefillin as well. But walking in the street, especially as about to go into the cemetery, his hat was covering the tefillin shalreish. Okay. So the, my point is that, yes, uh, it, it, the very common halacha is that when one goes into a cemetery, they should make sure that the tzitzis, which is really the next piece, the next piece of the Gemara that we're about to see, uh, is really that piece that the tzitzis should be tucked in. So let's see this next piece right now. Rabbi Chiyo and Rabbi Yainasan have a shakli v'asli. They were walking together. The base akvaris. Rabbi Chiyo and Rabbi Yainasan were walking in the cemetery. Have a kokashadio techilto de Rabbi Yochanan, and the techelis, meaning the tzitzis of Rabbi Yochanan, was dragging on the ground. So Rabbi Yainasan, not Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yainasan, his tzitzis were dragging on the kvarim while he was walking. So Amar Lei Rabbi Chiyo, Rabbi Chiyo said to Rabbi Yainasan, Dalye, pick up your tzitzis. So they shouldn't drag. Now the truth of the matter is, generally speaking, even if you're not walking in the cemetery, a person should always be careful. It's halacha lemaisa that the tzitzis should not be dragging on the floor. Sometimes you see people tzitzis. I call maidim tchelas is not black, but sometimes people tzitzis are not much black because they drag on the floor for so many years. The the white has turned dark brown and black. It's 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 really a bizarre truth. This for the tzitzis. So you be careful that tzitzis should not be dragging on the ground. Here, that was a side point. Here, he tells them, pick up your tzitzis, the dragging, that the mesim, those who are already buried in the, in the kever, those who are not alive, should not say, Those are pretty scary words. Reb Chiyas says to Reb pick up your tzitzis, so that those who are in the cavern, in the grave, six feet under, should not say, tomorrow they're going to be with us. Not alive. And now today, they're teasing us. They're doing mitzvahs of tzitzis. By the way, it's good to point out that we should value what a mitzvah is. Because when we have this opportunity to do the mitzvah, we should value what this is now. So Rabbi Einstein says to Rabbi do the mason really know what's going on? Sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. 
I walk Siv, it says, Vamesim Ainim Yoidim Uma. The Mesim don't know anything. There's a Pasuk in, in Kayalis, Perik Tes Pasuke. The Pasuk starts, Kiachayim Yoidim Shiamusu. Those people who are alive know they will die. Vamesim Ainim Yoidim Uma. But those who are not alive, they don't know anything. So that's what Yansin said back. Amrulay, Sarbachia said back to Yansin. Listen to these uh, strong words here. In, and if you think I'm strong sometimes, listen to this. In Karisa, if you learn that Pasuk, Loishanisa. You didn't review it properly. In Imshanis, and if you did review it, Lo Shilashta, you didn't review it a third time. In Shilashta, Lo Pershulacha. And if you did learn it a third time, you don't understand what's going on. Okay? Now, and the Rechia goes on to explain what does the Pasuk mean? Kiachaim Yoidim Shimusa. Chaim, people alive, they know they're going to die. Eilu at Sadiqim. These are the tzaddikim, shevim yisosim nikru nikru chayim. That when they're not alive, they're called alive. That tzaddikim bimisosim kriy mechayim. In fact, that is Gemara in Yevamos Tzadik Zayin, I believe. That tzaddikim yisosim kriy mechayim. That tzaddikim when they're not alive, they're called alive. And and he brings over here shenema. Where do you see this from? You see this from the pasuk where it says uvinayahu pasuk in Shmuel Beis Chaf Gimel Chaf, right towards the end of Shmuel Beis, where he says uvinayahu ben Yehoyado ben Ish Chai. Who was a general of Davra Melech, and Vio Ben Yoyoda, a Ben Ishchai, a man of life, Rav Paolim Mikabtsel, he was a man of Paolim from Kabtsel, who Hiko as Shnei Ariel Moyov, he hit the two Ariel of Moyov, Vuhu Yorad, Vihiko as Ari, Bisoy Chabor, Biyom Hashalik, and he went down and hit the lion in the pit, Biyom Hashalik, in the day of. The snow. Okay. Now the Gemara is going to work and explain what this Pasuk means. Ben Ishchai. Okay. It's Mashma. He's a Ben. He's a son of a live person. So Atu Kuliyama Bnei Is he a son of someone who's alive, but everyone else are children of those who are not alive? Right? Why are you calling him Ben Ishchai? What does that mean? Ella Ben Ishchai... He is the son of Yehoyada, she'afilu b'misosai karuchai. Since Yehoyada was a tzaddik, and we said tzaddikim b'misosai karuchayim, so that's why you said ben ishchai, because his father was a tzaddik. Then the Gemara continues, rab po'olim mikabsel. What does that mean? Risha riba v'kibetz po'olim l'toyra. He gathered together people to do what? Learn toyra. He gathered people together to learn Torah. What does Gemara the Pasuk say next? He hit the two Ariel Moyov. This refers to the victory of the Shnei Beis Migdosh, what that referred to as Ariel. Like we sing tonight on the Shabbos Davening, the Ariel is a reference to the Beis Migdosh. So. The Mepharshim explained, Chazal explained from Rashi, and Rashi explains from Mesech's Midas that the lion is called Ariel Moyo because the lion is, the base of was, was wide in the front and now in the back. And what's Moyav? Because Moyav is, David was from Rus, who was from Moyav, from Moyavio. This Rashi brings us down. Now, it's interesting. There are other ways to refer to David Melech. Why do we have to refer to him over here as Moyav? Okay, from Moyev. So I don't have to answer that question. 
Yeah, it, it seems a little like a negative, uh, you know, but obviously we know it's a, it's a positive, so we have to understand why is that, you know, why do you have to reference back to, to Mayav? Let's just finish over here. So, so what does that mean? So we're saying that who he that this great Sadik was there was no one like him who in the first bias bias rishon and bias sheni who was such a tzaddik like him. That he, what he did was, he broke through the ice in the ground and he went to the mikvah because he wanted to learn Torah and he saw Kerry. He was, he was makbid to make sure that if he had a flow, that he would be, he would, he would go into the ice water to the mikvah. Well, this is, he's before Ezra, right? He's before Ezra. Right? Ezra is after him. Okay, so he was makbid on this, right? Ezra was, a, you're talking about Babakama, Dafpei, Bezum, and Aleph. That didn't happen with Ezra, right? Ezra is by Sheni. He's by, well, even before the base of Middash was built. Okay? Vika the Amri, the Tana, Sifra, the Bey Rav, Rav, Biyoyim, the Sisva, that he, uh, would learn all the Sefer Kahanim, Torah's Kahanim, which is the Sugis of, of, uh, um, Kodshim, which is very difficult. Let's just finish over here. This piece will stop. And the word says, What does it mean the Mesim don't know anything? This is referring to the Rishoyim. That when they're alive, they're called dead. Okay. And he's referring to, it's interesting that he says here, so Tzidkiyo was the last king of Malchus based David. And over here, he actually was at Tzadik, but he's calling him to be called a Rashi. He's being called a Rashi here. Uh, that the Risha, and, and one of the reasons why he's called the Rasha is because he did not rebuke his generation. He was taken to task, held to be unaccountable, the fact that he did not rebuke his generation. The Ebay is if you want to say, Mihacha, Alpishnaim, do you see over here that people who are alive, but they're Rishaim, even they're alive, Alpishnaim Edim, Oi, Shloisha Edim, Yuma Sameis, and, and you see over here, Chai Hu, Ella hames miikara. He's not unless he's, he's alive. But he says apishna meidim you must hames. Why is it called you must hames? The person didn't die yet. You hear the pasuk? It's killing the mace. Well, you don't kill someone who's who's dead. No, because we're saying he's he's a rasha. So rishaim are called mason even when they're alive.